If you're an executive, entrepreneur, seasoned investor, or just a student of the game, you'll love The Great Fail, Adweek's Entrepreneurship Podcast of the Year, a show that artfully uncovers some of the biggest fails in business history and how it might have been prevented. The Great Fail is entertaining, informative, and told through a true crime narrative in under 30 minutes that keeps you at the edge of your seats. So check out The Great Fail wherever you get your podcast. It's no doubt that once it found its footing, the podcasting world exploded. But during our venture into this series, we found ourselves asking, what came first, the listener or the content? Is podcasting still skewed more towards men because the founders of podcasting were male? In this episode of On the Mic with Ad Results Media, Lisa Jacobs and I close out our Women in Podcasting series with an interview with the ladies of Podcast Nation, in which we discuss favorite female podcasts, new ventures, and how to break into the space. So let's get started. The podcasting world, it just blew up. All of our podcasts are all very female-centered. More tied with the influencer space. It's changing all the time. It's, it's still finding itself. So challenging, but accepted. Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, I like to start off our podcasts with introductions. So if y'all don't mind introducing yourselves to our listeners, that would be awesome. Uh, my name is Cleo and um, I'm actually the founder of just a couple of different businesses. So one's Bouge Media and that was the first business that I started in digital marketing. And then through that, I got the opportunity to manage an influencer. She had been on The Bachelorette. So Caitlin Bristow, and that became, I feel like a full-time job in itself. And through that, I got introduced to the podcasting world. Um, Caitlin started a podcast over three years ago and um, has, it was very interesting getting to know that world. And so I'm like, well, you know, having a background in agency, I'm like, let's just start another agency. So um, it's kind of an offshoot called Podcast Nation. Um, and I work with Madison and Nadine there producing podcasts and then on the side business just started a wine label with Caitlin as well as a hair accessory line. She's not bored. (laughs) No, (laughs) just a little busy during quarantine. (laughs) Let's just be honest though, Nadine and Madison do everything at Podcast Nation. I I just had the idea to start it. So (laughs) that's fine. Go ahead, Madison. Yeah, so I'm Madison, of course. Um, I actually began working with Cleo through the marketing agency, Bouge Media, a couple of years ago. And then once Nadine and Cleo started Podcast Nation, I started leading production over there. So I've been there the entire time. And then I'm also launching a business where Cleo and Nadine are involved as well um, called Wildcast, which is a podcast networking platform that we're launching in just a few weeks. So still involved at Podcast Nation and doing Wildcast as well. So definitely not, not bored either at the moment. <laughs> I can't wait until we dive into Wildcast a little bit because it's just the coolest platform. Um, awesome. Oh, well, so I'm Nadine. I'm the last one, I guess. And I, uh, a little background, Cleo and I have worked together for years on different things, but um, started with Bouge Media, her marketing agency, and then we started another business together and now Podcast Nation together. And so I sort of see, oversee kind of the operations of Podcast Nation and work with um, our production team and sales and marketing and 
um, and a few different things from Clio also on the side as well. Sounds like you guys are all pretty busy with your hands in a bunch of different things. Yeah. Two millennials. Can't <laughs> <laughs> just do one thing. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Tell us, uh, well, since you brought it up, why don't you tell us a little bit more about Wildcast? Yeah, so um, in leading production at Podcast Nation, obviously a big part of my job is booking guests on some of our podcasts and then getting our podcast hosts on other podcasts. And it's always been a bit of a struggle with a lot of different Google spreadsheets going on at the same time and a lot of email threads. And it's just been, you know, something that I wanted to streamline and was kind of looking for a solution. And in business school at the time while working at Podcast Nation, I was like, maybe we should just kind of try to do this ourselves. So I co-founded the company with um, actually my godfather, his name's Scott, and then um, Cleo and Nadine have been incredibly supportive and helpful. And um, it's been so great to work with them, not only in Podcast Nation, but now with Wildcats too. Cool, so is it a management system or? It's basically, all the different components I was looking for kind of in one website. So you log on and you make a profile as, you know, an agency, a network, um, an individual podcast or a guest. And then you can kind of build your profile like you would on even like a dating app or a LinkedIn. Um, and then you can discover guests and podcasts through there and request to connect with each other and then message back and forth. And we also have some calendaring functions. So you can kind of instead of email threads, you can put in your availability and have people book from there. So I would say it's a combination of guest discovery and networking, as well as a project management tool. It is interesting. I don't know if I can um, just add to that. Like, it's interesting, like the podcasting world seems like it's so much, it just blew up. Like the, I feel like it's a lot newer than a lot of industries. And so many people are now listening to podcasts but we always say it, it's, it really feels like the wild, wild west. And it's pretty crazy to think that there's not more platforms that really help you streamline, but I do think it's due to how quickly it grew and everyone's just kind of trying to catch up. Um, so I remember Madison would spend so long trying to coordinate podcasts and even trying to sync calendars. Like it's, there's, it's just so time consuming. So it's, uh, we were really happy when we heard that Madison had come up with this idea because I think it's just going to save so much time. And, um, and I also think it's like something when, once everyone starts to get on the platform and everyone's using it, it's just going to be so beneficial for, for everyone, for podcasts, for guests. So I just, yeah, I'm really, really excited for it. Yeah, I mean, and even even thinking it from your guys' side, from ad results and agency like yours, is like I can't even imagine how hard it is to discover the good podcast that would be great average, like great podcast for the sponsors you're working with. Because the really the only way you can look is like top charts and kind of listen through things. But it's really hard to find that spot where you can discover and and based on you know topics and based on who the hosts are and their social media following and like everything kind of in one spot. So. Hopefully it'll be a really good discovery tool for, for a lot of different people. Yeah, it sounds amazing. I'm very excited for it. I also describe the podcast space as the wild, wild west a lot when I tell people about what I do. <laughs> so that was very much on the nose. So diving a little bit more into podcasts, what are some of your guys' favorite female-centered podcasts? Well, I feel like we might be a little bit um, biased here because all, all of our 
all of our podcasts are all very female centered. It just, we didn't, we didn't mean to do it that way, but it just sort of happened that way that, that our listeners are almost all female, our hosts are almost all female. Um, so one of my favorites right now is, um, well, I love all of our podcasts equally, but um, we work with actually MGM on a podcast called Going to Bed with Garcelle. And they this is one of the first podcasts that MGM has produced. Um, and it's hosted by Garcelle Beauvais. And she is, if you're not familiar, she's on The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. She's an actress and a model. And um, she's really witty and funny and smart. And she her podcast is all about, it's almost like sex positivity. Um, she's, you know, she's a mom. I think she's in her 40s. She has three boys. And she's just... She's just so great and she has such a different perspective, I think, on, you know, being single when you're, you know, you're not in your 20s, you're single and your sex life. And um, I think she just brings such an interesting voice to the podcast space. So that's my, that's my favorite of the moment. I'm definitely biased too. I will say one of the reasons I wanted to get into the podcast industry to begin with is because I was a huge fan of Caitlin's podcast, Off the Vine. And so that kind of got me interested in entering the space to begin with. And then working on a lot of our female hosted podcasts at Podcast Nation. One that I surprisingly really enjoyed working on is The WOMED with Danielle Malfi, who also was part of the Bachelor franchise. Um, and it's centered on women in the medical field, which has nothing to do with me, but I actually like learn so much every week listening to it. And it's just evolved. She, she just had um, someone from Johnson & Johnson who's leading the research on the coronavirus vaccine. So I feel like I'm just staying up to date when I listen to that one. So that's been a really cool one to work on. Um, and then I'm trying to think of one, because of course we listen to our shows so much. Um, one that I love, listen to all the time, it's called Raw Beauty Talks. One of our girlfriends, she she started this podcast and she like we've seen how her grow this brand um, for the last few years. And she really focuses on body positivity and how it all starts with self-love. So it reminds me a little bit of Goop, but I feel like she's a very good host and has really, um, I guess, real conversations. And one that I listened to that has just impacted my life is uh, it, she has a sleep expert on and they talk about sleep patterns and how to have good sleep. And I feel I feel like I learned so much as well. Like I do like podcasts where you you learn a lot from listening to it. It's like going to class. Yeah, like exactly. And then, and if the host is good, you know, you get so engaged and yeah, you're sucked in by their content. I feel like most podcasts I listen to now, I don't know if this is a good thing or not, but they're, they're all women based. I also love goop. I love, yeah. It's a, I'm like, maybe I need to diversify a little bit over here. <laughs> women are just so interesting. I know, right? <laughs> they have great yeah. stories. <laughs> That's why we're doing this series. <laughs> So I'm I'm curious uh, professionally as y'all kind of moved up the ladder, have you experienced any challenges that maybe you weren't expecting to face? I think one thing that's been interesting is, I mean, podcasting isn't new by any means, but it's still an industry that's kind of finding itself. And so I think as people who have entered the industry more recently, we were surprised. Like we were always surprised by how much we already have learned in the last couple of years um, because you really learn quickly and there's not, you know, there's not an industry standard for so many of these different things. So it's kind of like learning as you go, which is definitely a challenge, but I think is also really helpful. Um, and so even though, you know, I've been doing this for two years, I feel like 
that gives me like 10 years of experience in podcasting because it's just like it's changing all the time and it's it's still finding itself yeah it's funny I was just having a conversation with one of our other employees uh this morning and talking about like doing ad trades and things and I'm like I have no roadmap for you you know to Madison's point of like you know that we're just everyone's still sort of figuring it out and even the the bigger the agencies that are much larger than ours and we think that they have it all sorted out like they're also trying new things and um seeing what works what doesn't work as well so it's kind of an exciting time to be in an industry that is still sort of in its infancy because there is that opportunity but it's also it also throws that challenge as well yeah i definitely echo what madison and Nadine said for sure I also feel like that's what makes it fun though. Like the fact that there is no roadmap and everyone's trying something different and it really fits with the space because it's all about the hosts and their audience. So trying different things is kind of the name of the game. Yeah, I think that's um, it. Totally. That's what keeps it exciting. And yeah, we're all the type that, you know, we're all entrepreneurs and it, it, it really keeps you motivated. Uh, I do think that the challenging part is a lot of people, like when you work with them, they don't realize that it, it, it is in your space. And in my other roles, like, you know, they come to you and you feel confident with the answer. But I think one of the big things is being totally okay to be like, okay, hey, let's try this. And um, you just have to get a little bit more crafty and creative, I think, to to try to hit those, like, those benchmarks. Um, so challenging, but accepted. I like that. Challenging, but accepted. <laughs> right. I'm going to use that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So I know a lot or all of your shows are female-centric, but if you kind of take a step back and look at the industry as a whole, do you feel that women are equally represented in the podcasting sp space, both as hosts and behind the scenes? Yeah. I mean, like you said, I feel like we're pretty skewed. Our company is all women <laughs> so I think we're a little bit skewed um in that sense and that again was like not by design we just we just happened to have all women at our company um I do see you know like other uh, larger companies in this space and there's a lot of females that we work with actually I work mostly it's very rare that I you know talk to a lot of men um, but if you look at those senior positions, they usually are men. And so I think it's important to keep that in mind. And even though there's a lot of women working in the industry, at least from, from what we see, that doesn't mean that there's equal representation at the top. So I think that that's just something that, um, as an industry to keep in mind and realize that, 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 um, that equality is important as well. Yeah. I'm always surprised because obviously I listen to mostly female hosted podcasts, but then when you step back and you're going through the charts and you're looking at, especially like business and science, it's really heavily dominated by men. And so it's something that we don't really come face to face with every day, but it's definitely something that's still very skewed. I feel like that's something that we've noticed as well. Um, especially the higher up you go, there are, there are, they're just more men than there are women. Um, how do y'all think that we could welcome more female voices into the industry you know whether it be through hosting or or behind the scenes or even through an agency this was interesting and Nadine and I were just were having a conversation and um Nadine mentioned something that I hadn't really thought about but she's like how many men really listen to women podcasts like you know and 
I was like, well, I don't listen to that many men podcasts as I just said that. And I think it's kind of like the interest, but I almost think it's starting to change maybe more of like the behavior of what type of content that men listen to. And also maybe how it's advertised because when we think of, you know, our social media strategies or who we work with, like we really focus on advertising to women, you know? So we really lean into already who is listening to um to the show and you you look for lookalike audiences so i don't know if there's a way to then um just try to get that type of content out to males as well because that's a big um part of the listenership yeah which is probably the reason why there's so many uh you know if you look at the top charts it's still dominated by a lot of men because i, I think in, and this is completely generally speaking and i have no scientific data to back that but i would think that uh, most women wouldn't think twice about listening to a male host, like it would just be very normal for where you list, used to listening to male voices. But I think on the other hand, there are fewer men that listen to those female voices. And so then there's the inequality in that front. But I think that that's outside of podcasting as well. Like that's not, that's not just in this industry. It's just, it's in music, it's in film, it's in TV. When there's female leads or female written um, music and female perform music, there's likely less of a male audience there than there would be in the reverse situation so um i i don't know if there's i don't know what the easy fix is on that one that's so true now that you say that because i definitely think yeah women are more open to listening to men speak on certain things where men are like kind of looking to other men usually for those topics but i think within agencies and networks and people who are hiring i think it just makes the most sense to make sure there's equal representation or at least some female representation because things are starting to even out there are more female listeners than ever and that number is growing so from a business perspective it just makes sense to make sure that women are included in your company for you know various reasons especially since we're you know listening to podcasts more than ever i know that y'all have mentioned that um y'all's podcasts are a little more skewed uh towards female than than male but I've read while doing some research for the this series, um, I've read several interviews with uh, female hosts who have mentioned that their podcasts have received less funding than like male hosts. Um, have y'all experienced that at all? Have is that something that you've noticed on y'all's side? I mean, I haven't personally experienced that, and I think it's interesting too because even through Caitlin. Um, you know, we work with, she's her, her uh, agency. We work with podcast one on them with them. And I feel like she's been treated, I think, um, very fairly. What I think, what I find in the podcast space is like, at the end of the day, you kind of break it down to the numbers, like what's your listenership. Um, but I'm not sure if, if the, you know, some men have had better offers but I just assumed it was more just based on the numbers of downloads and and your audience the only thing I, I can think of and, and, and again I, I don't I, I, I preface this with I don't know if this is completely accurate it would just be an assumption on my front but um it obviously most podcasts make money off of advertisements and I think that there is a tendency or there may be a tendency for audiences to be more okay with advertisements and lots of advertisements for men than for women. Like I know it's something that some of our hosts have had some backlash from of having too much advertising on their podcasts and people not liking that. But at the end of the day, like that's, that's how podcasts make money. That's how this industry runs. 
Um, and so I think it's a matter of, you know, listeners as well being okay with understanding that and being good with the fact that this host that they love that puts so much time and effort into their podcast, like they should be making money. Like that's just, that's how it works. And I mean, if you, if you listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, there's like seven minutes of ads before he even starts talking about anything on his podcast. And I, I mean, I, I assume his audiences are fine with that or else he wouldn't keep doing it. So that's the only thing that I could think of from that, that I can see, but I, I, but I don't, I don't know a hundred percent that that's the case. I, I was thinking from what Cleo said, like in terms of Caitlin, she was kind of earlier to the podcast space um, compared to a lot of the podcasts that have entered in the last couple of years. And so I think that if you do have the numbers to support you, I'm sure it's relatively equal, but I could definitely see it being skewed if you're new to entering the space and you're a new host. Um, I definitely think that could, that probably um, affects things in terms of the amount of investment, investment that people are willing to put in you. And that's something that that Lisa and I've discussed, like, is it, is it a lack of female creators? Did they come in later in the game? Um, have the majority of listeners been men up until this point? Like we know that there's several variables there. Um, but yeah, it, it sounds like we're all kind of asking the same questions. Like where, you know, where is that kind of coming from? And I don't know, but I'm sure investors, like they obviously do their research before putting, you know, before investing in anything. And if they're going on the top charts and they're seeing that, oh, well, 80% are on the top charts are male, then that could for sure be a reason why they're not as willing or won't pay like maybe like the same price. So maybe it goes back to like, how do you change that, like that top charts? Cause that it does kind of set the tone for, for uh, the rest of the industry and everyone else there. I think it's a really interesting, I hadn't thought about from the ad load perspective that male hosts could run more ads than females. Now I'm like trying to think through listening to different shows. And I think you're right. I think a lot of the male hosted ones have more ads, which means by default, they're making more money. Um, so it's a, a definitely an interesting angle that we hadn't thought about or, or chatted through yet. So thanks for bringing that up. Is that as we kind of look at the industry and notice some of these differences, what would you like to see change in the podcast industry? Um, I mean, one, one thing that we've seen in the last, especially this year, I mean, I know COVID has been challenging on so many different industries, but it's, we're finding it more and more challenging to, you know, launch shows that are profitable, that, you know, can find an audience, can find the sponsorship necessary to keep going. And so I think from our perspective is basically, is basically trying to figure out how we can be more efficient, right? How we can still keep supporting those shows and keep putting out that content um, and launch these new shows, but do so in a way that's more efficient than we've been doing before, because we need to, at the end of the day, you know, we're all running businesses and we all need to pay our bills at the end of the day. So, um, I mean, one of the reasons that obviously Madison's already talked about Wildcast is that we were so excited about that is there is so much time wasted on things that can be tightened up. So that's one thing kind of like as a general note for the, for the industry that I think can, can improve. I, I think a lot of big podcasts obviously have teams and networks behind them who are doing a lot for them. And in that way, they can just kind of focus on their content creation and not have to worry about spending time on these other things. But hopefully Wildcast will kind of get rid of that, you know, need for independent podcasts to, struggle and waste times in certain aspects and they can discover people who are more 
appropriate for their audience and guests who would attract new listeners and do ad trades with, you know, podcasts of a similar size to promote themselves. So I think giving tools to the smaller podcasters um, who might not have the funding or the resources behind them to be able to put their content out there because at the end of the day, that's how they're going to grow is just by putting that content out there. And if there's not easy ways to do that, then they're going to struggle there. And, and I think one other, one other thing that, that I think would be really interesting to see change, like part of the reason, like when Nadine and I were talking about starting um, Podcast Nation, we realized how this industry is very siloed and it's, it's um, coming from an agency background where, you know, you, you can, you try to combo things up or you're really trying to work on one thing so that the other thing grows. And, you know, there's, um, there's just like a stronger effect that way. But with podcasting, it really is on its own. Um, so one of the things we wanted to do was be able to provide with different services and also make it so it's like a bit of a sliding scale. Okay, if we're doing more, like more of an agency model rather than a one size fits all. Um, but even to like having podcasting, um, if you're having some ads, like it makes so much sense to then potentially do some kind of digital campaign or social media advertising or something that really makes it feel also more organic from the host or the talent is because it's it's more of um, I guess like an ambassador of the brand rather than like you're doing it's so separate and you're doing one promotion for a product on a platform and it could be competitor but it's on another platform because you're just dealing with different agencies and there's that lack of communication between between the two so I feel like there's a lot of opportunity for that to to grow in in the podcasting space I'm curious from your perspective from the agent like from your agency backgrounds would you say that podcasting fits more with radio or more in like an influencer bucket I, the way I see it is more in terms of like the influencer bucket because I think that what you're doing as a host of a podcast is like, I think that's one of the strongest ways that you can really define your brand and you can have that connection with your audience in such a more, in, the, in a more intimate level. So that's where I think like the influence comes in is because people are now more connected to you. They really trust you. And then you have them voicing this ad and there's like more of that connection than just like listening to radio ads to radio and then like there's an ad that's plugged in so like i see it more uh yeah more tied with the influencer space yeah and i guess it would depend a little bit on the podcast itself like for our podcasts for sure are way more tied to influencers and then there's much more kind of like news fact-based um and less less so about the host yeah that's actually a very good point i think it's because we work with mostly with influencers so then people are connected with them on a different level because they're also super connected with them on their Instagram stories. But if you're listening to news or um, like an educational podcast, then then maybe it's more on the radio front. But I do think when you listen to radio, you, at least as a listener myself, if I were to listen to radio, I wouldn't think that the host has anything to do with the advertisements. Whereas in podcasting, our hosts hand select everything that they want to endorse and be a part of. So I think that makes it much more influential and organic. Um, we, as an agency, also run radio ads and do live endorsements, and they run kind of similar. So it's really interesting to hear from other people's perspective how different they are and, and how much of 
podcast really falls closer to influencers, but I, I do see your points on, um, depending on the type of podcast as well. Outside of joining Wildcast, what would be a recommendation that you guys have for new podcast hosts trying to break into the space? I mean, I, I think the big thing that I always tell people whenever we first start talking about potentially launching a new podcast is how much work it really is. I think that it's really hard to understand that from the outside looking in because it seems it's a very simple form of media. At the end of the day, it, just feels, it feels very straightforward and simple, which is the beauty of it. And in some ways it is, but it's also a lot of work to make it really good. It's a lot of work to find an audience. It's a lot of work to find a unique voice that have really great guests, really interesting questions that you ask your guests. It's just, I mean, as you guys know, it's, it's, it does take a ton of time. And I think that if you're not ready for that, either from, you know, whether as a host or a producer or whatever part of podcasting you want to get into, if you don't realize that going in, I think you're in for a bit of a rude awakening. Um, and yeah, just, just be ready to be super crafty and resourceful being really clear on why you're podcasting. Why is it going to be original and what's your angle? Like so many people will come and be like, oh, well, we have this podcast we really want to start and we want to interview people and see like how they got to where they are. I'm like, oh, there's so many podcasts of that. Like, okay, you can do that, but like what's going to be original about your podcast? Because this space is getting so crowded that what value are you going to bring and that you really have to like, stick to that and then I think the other thing too is like knowing that this is going to be a long-term play like if you if you really want to see success from it you're going to have to commit to a long you know to, to, to years not necessarily months to really see the, the results that you want to. I think people really need to if they want to start a podcast go into it without thinking about that revenue piece at first and just make sure that they're investing in themselves and their content because I think that that's the way that you're going to be successful versus saying, okay, I need to get into here and then monetize as quickly as possible. That's just not realistic. Like Leo said, you know, it's a long, it's a long-term um, form of, I don't know, marketing, but you have to just be willing to invest in yourself and make sure that you're taking the time and that you're doing it kind of for the right reasons. Yeah. And I think just to go off of that too, like, like you said, it's investing in yourself and also realizing that, you know, if the only reason you're doing it is to monetize it, then you might want to rethink that because there might be better ways that you can spend your time, but it is such an amazing content creator. So if you're really, um, you know, passionate about what you're doing, you have things to teach and, and you're creating a podcast, it's such good content that you can share on other, your website or on your social media, and you can really deliver that that quality content if it's done right so i i definitely agree there's so much content out there right now are there any specific stories that y'all would like to hear kind of moving forward was it was interesting we actually worked um work with a, a podcast it's the trip that changed me and um i and that was one where there was like that concept came to us and we're like oh yeah we love this idea and it's about how you know someone has an experience when they're traveling and it really changes the course of their life and really see and seeing how and where they are today because of that one trip um and so things like that like i i really like like i had never heard a podcast like that before and i'm like okay let's do it because i truly would love to listen to this and i haven't 
seen this, but I'm trying to think of what like new, cause there is so much content out there. Like you think of something, you probably can find it if you look for it. But I mean, I, I think it'd be interesting too right now with, with everything changing so much in this year being so crazy. Like I thought of travel right away because I'm like, oh, it'd be interesting to hear how people, um, how traveling and changes or how not being able to travel the world affects um, people's lives. Like, I don't know, there's that culture piece that's taken away or um, that potential like family bonding or, or even like there's these trips that people go on and it does change their perspective and changes their course of their life. And it's like, how are people replacing that? That was, I don't know why it just came to mind. <laughs> Yeah, one thing I've thought about, and I don't know exactly how this would be um, done because these people are so busy, but in terms of um, like the political angle of, of getting to know either political candidates or your actual representatives over podcasts more, because I think as we talked about, it's such a powerful tool to like listen to someone's voice and get like an in-depth in their thoughts. And um, oftentimes politicians will be guests on podcasts, but I think to, it could be a really powerful tool or I, I think to people to get a better understanding of who these people really are and, and their belief system and um, what they really stand for. Um, especially you guys going into an election, we're, we're in Canada, but you guys going into election obviously this year. And um, I, I think it could be a really powerful tool. One thing that I'm sure exists because everything does exist in some form, but that I would have liked when I was younger, maybe in high school or in college was I struggled to find exactly what I wanted to do. And I think it's, you know, if you intern or take a job somewhere, that's a big time commitment, you know, even if it's just a few months. So I think it'd be really interesting um, to hear perspectives of people in all different industries and what certain jobs actually look like so that you're more prepared when you're heading into the real world. Because I think in high school, going to college and like declaring a major i was like i don't how would i know what i want to do with the rest of my life and so before working in podcasting i worked in tech and i worked in hospitality and i worked in entertainment and like tried to find my footing and what i wanted to do and podcasting kind of exposes me to all those areas so it's perfect for someone who is interested in multiple things but i'd really and i'm there might be one great one out there that i don't know about but that's something that I would have liked to listen to. I really, I really like that. I feel like there are folks who kind of come in a little starry eyed and, and they romanticize, you know, these jobs and it, it's not always the fun stuff. <laughs> no, I worked at a big magazine in New York and that's, it's like from watching TV shows and movies, I was like, that'll be amazing. And it, it wasn't frankly. So I think um, being better equipped to head into the real world and now obviously the younger generation has access to things like podcasts where they can learn these things outside of school. So I think that could be interesting. Was it like the devil wears Prada? A hundred percent. I was picking up like green juices. It was, it was really something. Well, y'all, I really appreciate y'all taking the time to jump on and talk to us today. This has been a great conversation and, and I've loved having y'all on the podcast. It was so fun. When are we doing it again? <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes and leave us a comment with your feedback, questions, or ideas for future segments. If you would like more info on Ad Results Media and what we do, please visit us online at adresultsmedia.com. This podcast is an Ad Results Media production.
Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just the thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.